This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is LP, and welcome to Cincy Fan Talk, the podcast where you hear myself talking about Cincy sports and how they affect the landscape around us pro-wise and college-wise sometimes. This is episode three of the podcast. Really enjoying doing the podcast. I'm trying to get the listeners up a little bit, but I'm just happy to be able to have a forum to talk about Cincinnati sports and sports in general. So definitely happy about that. And I hope you guys are along for the ride with me and enjoying it as well. Caught the NFL playoffs, a fan of all sports for the most part, 100% NFL fan. So I'm focused on the two, you know, watching teams like the Titans, watching teams like the Chiefs, you know, watching everybody. Um, The one thing I say I've noticed is everybody's trying to say that you need a passing game to win. No, 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 you need a running game to win. No, 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 you need a defense to win. And what I think is, is really about your team having a direction and an identity. If you have those things, it really doesn't matter what you do because you'll be able to do it well. I've noticed that the teams that are kind of wishy-washy, you know, kind of sort of good or maybe not so good, they don't really have a direction. They're trying to go too many directions at one time, and it doesn't really work. You take a team like the Ravens, definitely not a Ravens fan. And when I say I'm not a Ravens fan, what I'm really saying is I respect what the Ravens do, and I kind of wish we had something like that. And to be honest, that's most fans. If we say we don't like somebody, in the back of our minds, we have a little bit of, damn, I wish that was us. And I can admit that with the Ravens. You know, they took the L, but... The Ravens had an identity. Maybe people didn't really like it because it kind of sort of looked like the Coleraine Cardinals were playing, but could you stop it? And for the most part this year, the answer was no. And since you couldn't stop it, you have to respect the fact that they knew where they were going and they knew what they wanted to do. They were built around defense and they were built around running the ball with about four or five different people. They'll throw it, but their identity is run the ball, throw to the tight ends and defense. And you got to respect that. What happened was they ran up against a team that had pretty much the same identity. And I kind of called this on Twitter. I was like, the Titans are going to win 
because they have the same focus as the Ravens. And when you put two teams like that against each other, what normally happens is the team that has the most experience around quarterback and the skill positions, that's the team that wins. And that's kind of what I saw with the Titans. They had a direction. They knew what they wanted to do on defense. And they knew they had a very strong running game. So let's not let Tannehill throw the ball 50 times. He doesn't need to, which was really smart on their behalf. On the flip side, you have a team like the Chiefs. And they understand that their identity is we have a star quarterback and we're going to lean on him to get us where we need to go. And they didn't try to get tricky and say, okay, we're going to run the ball. Even when they were down by a lot in their playoff game, they understood that we have an identity. And if we stick to this identity, we're going to be okay. All really good teams have a focus and they know where they want to go. So what I'm hoping with the Bengals is even though we had a bad year this year, I'm hoping that at some point, it forged an identity. Hopefully, Zach Taylor is like, I know where I want to go. I know what I want to do, and this is how we're going to do it. We're probably going to lose some people because they don't fit that identity. But in the long run, if you have this focus, your team should be okay. But it's a process. And if you're a Bengals fan, you should be okay with them going through the process. We went through the process in the 90s. The only difference was there was no direction. It was kind of like years and years and years of reset, reset, reset. This is what messed the Browns up. Reset, reset, reset. At some point, you just have to be like, this is what we want to do, and we're going to take some lumps. But the end result is going to be success. I feel like this is what the 49ers did. They took their lumps, but there was no reset. They were going to take their lumps, and when it was all said and done, they would come out on the other side because they had a direction. Direction is very important in anything. Sports, life, you got to understand that you need to have a direction, and you need to kind of stay pointed to that, which is why I say Burrow is the guy. Um, I'm watching right now, and I'm seeing LSU about to play their game, and I would like to see Joe Burrow as a Bengal. This game is very important, but it's not really important if you're a Bengal scout or a Bengals coach and you're looking to have Joe Burrow as your quarterback. You're not looking at this game as the end-all, be-all. This is kind of like another, another addition to the foul, I would say. Let's say he has a bad game. Let's say he goes, let's see, 22 for 45, two touchdowns, three picks, and they lose. I'm not looking at this game and saying, no, Burrow, you're not for me. You didn't shine in the biggest moment because he shined in plenty of big moments. So what you don't want to do is use this game as the end-all, be-all. On the flip side, don't freak out if he goes, 32 for 40 and throws for 457 yards and five touchdowns. Awesome. But understand that Joe Burrow is going to come here to Cincinnati and he's going to take his lumps. Very few rookie quarterbacks just 
awesomely shine when they first get here. You got to understand he's going to be working with the rebuild. The offensive line might not be where it's supposed to be. The wide receivers might not be where they're supposed to be. The defense might not be able to pick him up, even if he does have a great start. So understand that it's going to be a process. And what we have to do as fans is, as long as there's a direction, and that's key, as long as there's a direction that we can see the Bengals going in, we should be okay with them taking their lumps. We should be okay with 5-11 and 11, as long as we see progress. We should be okay with 6-10 and 10, as long as we see progress. If we're looking at a 4-12 and 12 season with the Bengals changing quarterbacks twice and you can see all types of different defenses being thrown out because they don't know which way to go, then it's a completely different format. And us as fans, we have to call them out on that. I mean, we can't be afraid of fans to do that. But as long as we can see a direction, then I'm all for Joe Burrow coming to Cincinnati, having maybe an up-and-down year, and then doing well at the very end. And then we're like 7-9, and nine and we're really hyped about the next season. So that's kind of my take on it. Um, I'll be watching the NFL playoffs and seeing – if I'm I'm kind of pulling for the Titans, I would really like to see the Titans get to the Super Bowl because I really like their defense. So we'll see how it goes. And that's pretty much it as far as we are on the NFL front. Um, we'll be right back to talk a little bit about the Reds and why we should be a little bit optimistic about them as well. So we'll be right back. This is Cincinnati Fan Talk. Hey y'all, welcome back to Cincinnati Fan Talk. Sitting here watching the LSU-Clemson game, and I gotta say, Burrow looks good out there. Can't can't wait to have him here as a Bengal. I feel like he's gonna do his thing. I feel like he's gonna do a really good job. Gotta say, before I get into the Reds, it's a lot of star power on this field for both Clemson and LSU. I mean... They make these quarterbacks look good, but you really can't say that they're the reason why these quarterbacks are shining. As much as I hate to give Clemson their due, I mean, as an Ohio State grad and super ultra fan of the Buckeyes, I got to say Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. He He really did his thing out there. And Joe Burrow looks like the real deal. He's doing his thing out there. So... Nobody can really feel cheated if they get one of these two quarterbacks on their team in the years to come. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks good. Joe Burrow looks good. But it's a lot of star power out here. I mean, a lot of these players are going to make a a good living in the NFL. I mean, you look at both of these teams' wide receivers. You look at both of these teams' DBs, linebackers. I mean, running backs. I mean, they will stop. This should be a really good game. Right now, I'm looking at it in the 17-14. Um, I expect both of these teams to be in this game for the long haul. So, that's my take on that. For the first time in a long time, I'm pumped up about the Red season. 
and then, you know, the upcoming season. I'm really excited to see what they do. Um, I saw something on um, MLB Network um, that said that the Reds are projected to finish first in the NL Central. And it really makes sense when you think about it. The Cardinals are probably going to take a step back. The Cubs, they're look, they look like they're going to be in like this in-between space. And the Pirates are down. The Brewers, they're the team I'm kind of concerned about in all of this because it's hard to tell where they're trending direction-wise. But what I like about the Reds is that you see where they're going. And I talked in the first segment a lot about teams finding direction and that direction shielding, well, showing what kind of team they're going to be. The Reds were... I wouldn't say they were tanking for a while there. I feel like they didn't have a direction. And in the last couple of years, we saw what they were doing. Before, I would say 2017, it looked like they were trying to contend, but they were trying to do it on the cheap. And in baseball, you really can't do that. Every now and again, you'll get... You know, a team like the Royals or somebody like that, that'll contend and not spend a whole lot of money. But the thing about baseball is that it's 162 games. Oh, by the way, LSU just scored another touchdown. Looks like they're up um, 21-17 now, so this is going to be a really good game. But as I was saying, when you're talking about baseball, it's 162 games. And in those 162 games, the talent almost always rises to the top. You very rarely get something where, you know, you had the underdogs like, you know, like a major league, you know, or major league two, where you had the scrappy underdogs who just got hot all of a sudden and then took over. That happens. True indeed. But if you look at those underdogs, they had the talent to do it the whole time. They just didn't step up and get it done for about half of the season. And then they catch fire. Very rarely do you see like a scrappy team that should go, I don't know, eight games under 500 like a middling team. You don't see those teams just come out and win 112 games. That really doesn't happen in Major League Baseball. It happens in football, we're talking about a shorter season. It happens in basketball every now and again, but usually that's around playoff time. You know, in the playoffs, you can kind of go, you know, you can be like that seven seed because the season is so long, you can kind of lay in the weeds and then, you know, shine in the playoffs. There are not a lot of playoff spots in the, in the um, in Major League Baseball. So you have to play your best almost day in and day out. That season is a grind, and the talent always rises to the top. And it's looking like these Reds are going to have enough talent to rise to the top. You know, you pick up a guy like Moustakis. You know, uh, you have the the new Japanese player that they um, picked up, whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce right now, but give me a little bit of time so I can, like, do that correctly. You know, you have Trevor Bauer now. And you add that with the pieces they already have. You know, you have a pretty solid infield with Votto and Suarez. You know, you have good outfielders 
like Aquino, who who's probably going to have an amazing season this year. And the Reds look like they're going to be a team that have enough talent to win out. And that's the first time that we've been able to say that about the Reds in a very long time. They have enough talent to win their division, which has always been a very talented division. I mean, the NL Central basically eats as young. So if they can do well in the NL Central, it's going to go miles ahead this summer in them claiming a playoff spot. Very happy to be talking about the Reds in the playoff spot, which means that the Reds are going from rebuilding to possibly contending. So you could see the direction that this team was going in. The rebuild, you know, losing 90 games, losing 95 games. If you can make that worth it to the fans and give us a couple of great years, then we understand what all of the losing was for. We can see the direction. We didn't see the direction before. And I don't think a lot of these franchises like the Bengals and sometimes the Reds who do a really good job fan-wise, but I feel like they dropped the ball for a couple years because they don't understand why us fans are upset or we're upset or still are upset in some cases. We're okay with supporting our team and our team taking L's. I mean, that happens. But in the 90s, we were upset because our team was losing and there was no direction. We didn't know what was happening next. There was no plan. We can follow teams as long as we know what's happening next, as long as we know there's a plan. Okay, we're losing now, but we're going to use these draft picks to fill in these positions. Or we're losing now, but we're building our farm system up, and then they're going to fill these positions. If that's not happening, you're going to have fans that are really upset with the lack of progress that's happening. And that's... That should be expected from a fan base. You really can't expect fans to just follow you blindly into another 95-loss season or another 13-loss season. It's kind of unfair for you to think that fans should be okay with that because you're wearing our colors. As fans, we should expect more. We should demand more. So I think that's what's happening now. As the fans are demanding more, you have teams that are kind of shifting towards making us feel like we can see a direction. Now, to be honest, if I was an owner, I don't think I would 100% be like, okay, this is what the fans want, so this is what I'm going to give them. The fans will play some role in that, but if I really have a vision, I can't worry about what anybody is saying about my team. As long as I have a plan. But if there's no plan, then that's completely different. So, 100% going to be watching the Reds this year. Um, even more so than in past years. And I'm hoping to be able to see this team into August and September. And quite possibly, you know, late October. And we'll see how it goes. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and watch the rest of this game. It looks like it's going to be a really good one, like I said before. And I'm probably going to catch you guys back on 
Thursday. Yeah, it's looking like Thursday, unless something crazy happens, and I'll probably hop back on and give you guys another episode. Again, if you want to go ahead and um, chop it up with me, um, go ahead and leave a voice message on Anchor, or you can hit me on Twitter. That's Cincy underscore fan talk. Again, that's Cincy underscore fan talk. Always happy to chat about sports. Um, I've been doing that for the past couple of days with uh, with just random people, and it's been really fun to do. So uh, just go ahead and um, send me a tweet, and I'll be happy to tweet you back, and we can go ahead and have good conversations. So until then, um, I'll go ahead and catch you guys later. You guys have a great week, and I'll go ahead and catch you at the end of the week. Sissy Fan Talk, Parker out. If you're not ready for the conversation to end, I'm not either. Make sure to catch me on Twitter. That's the Sissy Fan Talking. Leave off the G at the end of it, and we can keep the conversation going. Also, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes. The episodes will drop every Tuesday. If there's a change in that, I'll make sure to let you know. Appreciate the support. As always, life is good. Music